Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at why listening to market noise is costing you money. I'll also share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillen, Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now remember as you subscribe, click that bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8pm Australian Eastern Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now, I'm sure I'm not alone in saying that the internet has created a double-edged sword, as it can be incredibly useful, whilst also being incredibly dangerous. Now, when it comes to the stock market, it is definitely a double-edged sword, as on the positive side, it has increased access to investments, reduced our cost, and allows us to do our own research. On the flip side, however, it causes overwhelm, confusion, and emotional decisions based on fear and greed from the proliferation of irrelevant market noise. Now over the past week alone, I've read articles on the wall of worry, claims that the US market is overheated and will crash, allegations that the coronavirus is causing stock markets around the world to fall, and the list just goes on and on. Now it's no wonder the vast majority of investors are confused, and so just follow the herd. Now let me be clear, recent events like the coronavirus generally have little or nothing to do with the market rising or falling. What they do is represent an opportunity for the big end of town to use these events to create market noise and raise the emotions of investors in the market in order to force it either higher or lower so they can profit. That said, market noise is typically negative and an attempt to force the market lower because quite simply, bad news sells better. And it also allows those influencing the market to get into stocks at cheaper prices. Let me ask you, how many times have you heard the market rose 1% compared to how many times you've heard it's fallen 1%? Now I urge you to take notice of how much negative market news you are seeing and hearing, and then compare that to how much good news you hear. Now I bet the ratio is way balanced to the negative side. If you studied the hundreds of years of market history, you will know that markets will always do what they always will do, and that is rise and fall over time 
as world economies ebb and flow. One-off or short-term events are just a small speed hump in a very long journey. And whilst they may slow things down for a short period, they will not stop the market doing what it was going to do. Again, listening to market noise will cause you to make emotional decisions that will cost you dearly. This time last year, the noise was large and loud that the US market would crash. Yet, it had one of the best years in history, and the Australian market also did very well. Those who listened to the noise did poorly. For those of you who watch my reports each week, you will know that I've been expecting the market to find a high and fall into mid-February, which is what it's doing despite the coronavirus. Given this, I'd encourage investors to spend less time focusing on the market noise and more time looking at the bigger picture. If investors do this, they will make far less emotional decisions, have less stress and make more money. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, despite a very volatile week, the news is not all bad as information technology and healthcare were slightly in the positive territory, whilst utilities and financials were only slightly in the red. As for the worst performing sectors, materials, that was down over 3% as BHP and Rio fell heavily. Energy was also down nearly 3%, with consumer staples just over 2%. Now looking at the top 100 stocks in our market, the best performers last week include Link Administration, and this was up over 8%. RedMed was up over 6%, and TPG was up over 5.5%. Now the worst performers so far last week include Treasury Wines Estates, and that fell heavily as it's down over 26% after a profit downgrade. Fortescue was the hardest hit in the materials sector, and it was down 9% whilst Newcrest, Adelaide Brighton, Blue Scope Steel, A2 Milk and Oil Search all were down 6-7% for last week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into our charts for the S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Now last week we saw it was a little bit volatile on our market due to the coronavirus or what everybody thinks is the coronavirus but uh, the market was going to go down anyway as i said a little bit earlier in my report but let's get straight into the chart of the all ordinaries index and and really just have a look and see what is actually going on now on your screen is my normal weekly chart of the all ordinaries index i haven't touched it since last week and as we've seen here here's last week's bar there of 130 point range from high to low and it's just coming down into its normal normal cycles now i would expect the market has two highs and two lows a year basically it has a, a long one being a yearly low, a yearly high, and then another low towards the other part of the year. Now, it's not necessarily a calendar year, and that's what gets a lot of people concerned, but we generally have a high in the first half of the year, calendar year, high in the second half of the calendar year, and there's a low, obviously, corresponding each one of those, because the market just does not travel in a linear line where it just goes straight up. That does not do that. It goes up in stairs. It just keeps going up and down, and these dips are what we need to look at in terms of not necessarily be too worried about it, but we do get a lot of people that stress and 
these dips are caused by a whole range of different things from uh, things like the end of the financial year. We, we're talking about reporting season can make the, the market a little bit more volatile. The US is currently in reporting season right now. That can make our market a little bit more volatile. Then we get other sorts of things like um, you know the, the managed funds or the big end of town doing certain things at certain times, which causes the market to have little dips in it. But none of them are to be worried about. As I said a little bit earlier in the report is, market moves up markets move up and down and they move they do this and they've been doing it for centuries and right now is no different or this last week is no different than any other time that i've ever started back over i think 100 and i've studied our market back to 1875 and i've got data on it and studying all the movements so when you look at it in a bigger picture it's not going to be so daunting to you or you're not going to be reactive to the market the whole plan of being successful in the market is to be proactive not reactive whereas most investors are reactive. But looking at the chart, you can see how the stock, the market's actually moved up very, very nicely to this from that low back in um, October last year. So if I put my little um, tool on here, you can see how it's moved up. And we've got a move of just over 10% in since October. In three months, 10%, that's a pretty nice move on our marketplace. So you'd expect a bit of a move down in the order of, you know, five to 8%, possibly even larger. So here's around 5%, bringing it back down to what's that 6,800 odd points. But markets in the in their yearly moves go down between eight and 12, up to eight and 15%, depending on which year it is and where it is in its move. And it's like anything. And I think I'll explain it like if you drop a stone in the middle of a pond, you'll see um, circles moving up from where you dropped the pond. Each one's bigger and smaller. And they're movements in our market. So we have large, large like cyclical movements and we have smaller cyclical movements. But they're all very much um, a percentage of the, pre the other one, the much larger one. So we get larger, larger moves and smaller moves and they're really called waves within waves and so we see these cycles happening constantly right now we're just having a shorter term cycle move down um, and as it is nothing unusual uh, it's pretty common knowledge that the market has four to five year lows there's pretty it's pretty common the market has 10 year lows it has 20 year lows uh, and those lows meaning that goes from low to high to low again and the market needs to move down right now i don't see any issues with our market i still think it's bullish and this is where a lot of people are starting to question things. You get the armchair experts coming out saying, well, this is the headline for this, or this is the media saying this, or these experts are saying that, and the armchair experts know what's going on, and they look at the market to make their investing decisions. I never look at the All Lord News Index to make a decision on a stock, never. And Janine doesn't do it, we don't do it, because you don't buy the All Ordinaries Index. You buy BHP, you buy Rio, you buy Westpac, you buy Combank, whatever the stock is. So always make your decisions on the stocks that you're looking to buy or the ones you're holding. Never make it because the market's doing something. Because the stocks will tell you what they're doing, just like the market will tell you what it's doing. But right now I see our market pulling back for one or two or more weeks. It may go into sort of that early to, um, we are in early mid February. It might go down for another week or two, and then it'll start, it'll turn around and it'll go bullish. I really do think our market um, is bullish, pretty much overall bullish right through to sort of 2022, possibly 2023-ish, before we have our next major pullback. And what I mean by a major one, that's when we're getting like, the 20 plus percent moves and I think we've got till mid this decade before that's going to happen again and there's no doubt in my mind I, was, I spent Friday with a, a very old friend of mine um, who is also a trader and he does a lot of the work that I do um, in terms of the same 
analysis work and I said to him, what's your take? And he was exactly the same as me. Uh, his thinking was around that 23 to 25 is when the next major market pullback will happen. So right now, make money while the sun is shining. That's really what I'm saying. But let's now get into the questions that we've got for this week. Now, the first question we have today is from Shervin, who says, Hello, Dale. Um, is the current coronavirus going to be a black swan event? Given the Dow Jones traded at a low, should we expect to see the um, ASX to open low and lose this week? And again, that's a real, real common statement. And I put that one up there or the question that was from last week's video uh, because I said in my last week's video, I don't think the coronavirus has much to do with the fall. And what I mean by that is it's just an event and that's all it is. But you can see here from the question uh, that Vin asked is that he's not the only one. I've got a lot of people saying to me, you know, hey, the coronavirus is making the market fall. The coronavirus is this, 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 this and this. And what's going on is there, uh, if you watched my live show a couple of weeks ago, I talked about Mubars. Um, and it was, uh, I got that term from somebody I was chatting to in the US and they were saying a gentleman in the US, a, a well-respected analyst and market commentator calls people the, the market moobars or following the cows and the sheep, moobars. And this is really what happens with the media when they're putting out things like, hey, the coronavirus made the market fall today. Well, no, what made the market fall today is the big end of town selling because the big end of town creates the mass of buying and selling in the marketplace. We're talking 70 plus percent of the trading on any market pretty much is the big end of town. So if the big end of town know something's happening, what they do is they use it to move the market, which I was saying a little bit earlier in my report. Um, and that what they do is then they use those announcements to run it. So like in announcements from um, companies, they use different things like a tweet from President Trump to push the market around because they might put $100 million on the market and push it down and push it down a two, three, four, five percent and then start buying it back. And in turn, once they've paid their costs, they're making three or four percent on $100 million. And that's a hell of a lot of money for most people. But what's happening is it's making people like Vin nervous on the marketplace. And sometimes that causes them to make emotional decisions. But a really good question, Vin. And I do hope my videos and what we're doing here is helping to calm the that uh, the nerves or that um, the possibility that you might make reactive decisions rather than proactive de uh, decisions as I was talking a bit, little bit earlier um, in this report. But let's get on to the next question. This one's from Jack. He says, hi Dale, can you please give me your thoughts on Wally Parsons? He said, I purchased last October. Perfect time to start getting into the market in October, as we saw on the chart. The market has been quite bullish since then, both in the US and Australia, um, at $12.70. And it has been gradually rising, but come back a bit recently. Um, also, could you please explain the terms bullish and bearish um, in your terms? I believe the monthly chart is bullish. So he bought in at $12.70. So looking at the chart on your screen right now is Wally Parsons. And I'll talk about bullish and bearish in a second. But Wally Parsons at this point in time, is bullish so I totally agree with you um, he bought at 1270 in October so if I bring up the weekly chart here and we have a bit of a look at that you'll see here here's well that's 2019 so he bought in October somewhere around here he bought I'm not sure $12.70 actually it's $12.70 right there I'm not sure why you bought there there might be some rules that you have around buying there um, but right now you're doing really well but look at the market and I'll talk about this and you see me do this all the time it's just a momentum look at that it runs up and down that momentum and all it is is just coming back and if i just drag this if i can get it and if my 
point till get on it. <laughs> you can see it's just coming back to that sort of same sort of angle. So um, it may fall further, but what you don't see is stocks just rising and rising and rising and rising. They do have these dips all the time. They have an on smaller movements and larger movements. So over weeks, over months, over years, over decades, over centuries. These are those movements that I was talking about. And right now it's looking a little bit bearish, but hey, you, all you got to do is put your stop loss on. If you have a stop loss, then nothing else needs to, you need to be worried about nothing else because whilst it's rising, you're making money. So there's nothing to worry about. It's only when it starts to fall you want to protect profits or protect your capital. That's why you should be reading my book. If you haven't already, get Accelerate Your Wealth. It's your money, your choice. It'll help you understand where you need to exit because that's where most people make mistakes. Quite often they'll buy wrong, but having the right exit strategy will help you profit more and it'll keep you out of losses. But it looks good. So what's the difference between, or what's the my uh, view on or the terms bullish and bearish? Bullish in terms of a general term, bullish means uh, market or constant prices rising in the market. Bearish means prices constantly falling. But then what context is that in? Is, are we talking about minutes in a day? Are we talking about a day, a week, a month, a year or a century? So, and that's really where people get mixed up and they want me to quantify. Well, bullish means the market's been rising for six weeks. So that's quantifying something. Well, I'm not going to say that because the market can rise for six weeks and still be bearish. And it also in context of what you're investing in trading is, is a lot of people look at bullish being, um, it's just made, it's just started rising for a few weeks and they go, wow, it's bullish now. Well, bullish in terms of what? And that's really what the comparison is, is how, what that context is. Because I, when I'm teaching traders, it's about context and content. So what content matches the context you're looking at? And right now the market is bullish, even though we had a, a week down last week on the Australian stock market, the US has had a, a downward week. Both markets are still bullish, even though there's been a week down. But were they bearish last week? Yeah, they were for the week. Will they be bearish this week? Quite possibly. So we'll get a bearishness in a short term, not the long term, but it really is about looking at what are you doing, what's your intentions for your trading, what your portfolio is like, what's your intention for your portfolio. Then you match stocks to do that, to go with that and then look at bullishness or bearishness in terms of your overall strategy. So, but really, really good question, matey. So thanks for sending that in. We're going to move on now to another one from Carl who says, you guys do a great job in calming my nerves. Thanks, matey. I'm glad we're doing that. He said, I sold most of my SYD position today, but um, I'm just going to keep the vast majority of my portfolio and ride this coronavirus thing out. Um, thanks. Now we're going to go and look at SYD, but I made a comment back to him on the YouTube channel. And then he came back and he says, um, at Wealth Within, uh, during a volatile period, would you generally advise to simply leave a portfolio alone and ride it out? Um, and the thing is, is he sold SYD based on the coronavirus. And again, that's a whole second email with um, validation of what I was saying earlier in my report, that people follow the herd, they just jump. And the coronavirus has nothing to do with SYD. It just does not. And it may be because SYD is Sydney Airport, so there may be a flow-on effect eventually onto that in terms of less flights coming in and out. But it'll just be short-term. Uh, and that's really what it's, to me, any sort of short-term blips. So is SYD a stock that you should be selling? That's really what you should be looking at, not what the coronavirus is doing or whatever else. Because the big end of town are the ones that are going to be moving the price of SYD up and down, not necessarily you. But um, he also, as I said, he's saying, would you generally advise to simply leave a portfolio alone and write it out? And he goes, my stocks are largely top 20 with a little bit of top 100 um, and he 
puts on the bottom, of course, SYD has come back today. So let's go and have a look at SYD. Now, to me, I, I'm about an active portfolio manager, not a passive one. And what I mean by active is you never leave your portfolio alone, but you don't need to look at it every single day. So whilst you've got top 20 stocks, if they're good stocks and they're rising, you stay with them knowing that they're always going to have little dips. That's what's going to happen. And if you can't understand that they're going to have little dips, you shouldn't be in the market in the first place because you need to make uh, make a real, real solid decision that if I want to invest directly in the stock market, then I know that at times my shares will go down in price. If they do go down in price, I need to be comfortable with that and allow them to unfold. And so you need to understand that they do go down and they will go down five and 10 and sometimes 15% at times as they rise up. And you need to allow that to happen. If you keep making knee-jerk decisions like selling SYD just because an announcement came out about the coronavirus maybe or is causing the market to fall, you've just made a decision based on fear rather than solid facts and research and analysis. And that's really what I teach people to do is trade on confirmation, not speculation. Whereas the majority of investors out there trade on speculation. Uh, and that's the major difference between good investors and good traders and most of the people that are in the marketplace. And you do make far more money when you do make solid decisions. But let's go and have a look at SYD. And then I'm gonna have a look at a couple of other stocks that did pretty well. So here's SYD on the chart. Left-hand side is, is your monthly chart. Right-hand side is your weekly chart. That's bullish. Sydney Airport's very, very bullish. It's had a bit of a, it started to fall away in December before the coronavirus happened. So it started to fall away. So this is the big end of town pushing it down before the coronavirus came out. So if we look at the weekly chart here, and we see here, that's the high there. Um, back in mid-December, it had a lower high here and a lower high here, and then it was a low and a lower low. So right there, technically based on the last question, you could say this is bearish short term at least. The coronavirus came out here. It was already looking bearish before the coronavirus came out, and that's really what I'm saying. So, But this is interesting. Look at that. It gapped right down to here. So looking at, um, let me do this. So it gapped from that point to that point, 5% overnight between the Friday on the week ending the 24th of January and last Monday, gap down 5%. Then traded all, all the way up. So it was only down for the week. It closed there at $8.39. I'm trying to do this without my glasses. Um, whereas it closed at $8.43. So at the end of the week, it was down four cents um, at the end of the week. Because what happened is a lot of people like you just sold your shares thinking the coronavirus is going to decimate Sydney Airport, uh, its profits, etc., etc. But the big end of town, we're just playing with you um, right now. Would I have exited this stock? There's a couple of reasons to exit this stock um, on a shorter term basis. On a longer term basis, looking at that chart, there's not an exit signal really at this point in time, but it still looks okay. But it's probably just coming down into its normal, normal lows. Uh, and that's really what I was talking about earlier on in the report. Stocks will rise, fall, rise, fall, rise, fall, rise, fall. Eventually on the longer term moves, it will fall a bit further than the other one. So this one is overdue for a bit of a pullback. But hey, I'd still keep it on my radar, matey. It really would be a stock that I'd keep on my radar because it is a good stock. Thanks for sending in your questions, guys. It really was uh, good that you did that. And, and again, it's um, you know to me, it's... Getting good questions like that makes it brings the best out of me and helps you. But thanks for watching this video till the end. And so I do hope you enjoy it. Now, if you have any questions yourself that you'd like me to answer, just stick them below in the chat and I'll get to answering them. So you get typing and I'll get to answering. Now, remember that here on this channel, 
We do these Monday market reports every week. Um, and also we do our live stream, our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern time. So also remember to hit that subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so you always know when we go live with some new videos. For now, I'm Dale Gillam. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.